I get it. <laughs> I think I see where you guys are going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And you just listened to a remake of Dancing in the Moonlight, which, uh, as we were discussing, I I could see a third gen, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, sophomore Dancing in the Moonlight, although we are still too busy remaking our own songs. Very true. Like, two of the songs that we're working on right now are songs that I released a long time ago <laughs> that I'm just doing better. And yeah. slower, baby. <laughs> I am doing Try Again, and it's like much slower. Ooh. Which, like, you know, I think I made it too fast the first time around. You know, too much urgency. When you're young, you think everything's got fast. Yeah. You know? And then you realize you're like, wait, you know. Let me slow this down a little bit. Let me slow this down, dude. Do a little top loader stuff. Yeah, we're coming at you. Baby, Tuesday. uh, Big week for us, but in the grand scheme of the world, not much has changed. You know, normally we like to come here on a Thursday night, you know, which it is not thursday it's a tuesday and uh for as fast paced as things seem to be moving amazingly this appears to be the first week that i'm aware of that uh for instance the gas across my street has stayed Mm. at the same place for a week yeah against my predictions i thought it was gonna keep going up it like Um, it maxed out around like i think i saw the highest around like 450 yeah, that's where mine that's where the Exxon across the street has been for a week. I think they just kind of like put it up there for like when they didn't have to. Oh yeah. And then just left it there. You yeah, know? no, they're milking it. Which is kind of not a terrible idea because like let's say you know it's gonna go up to like five dollars eventually. Mm-hmm. So you instead of keeping it instead of like keeping it at four dollars and then slowly raising it, you just put it at four fifty and then average it out. You know? Mm. That way, you're gonna make more money, but then more people are gonna. This is a terrible idea. The more I'm thinking, yeah, don't <laughs> give them more ideas to make money. I mean, but if They're it involves using, them, like this shit to make money, that is true. But if it involves them keeping it lower, that'd be nice. The, I, you know, even even like I haven't filled up my tank in two weeks, so I'm checked out of the oil market right now. Mm. Checked out, baby. Uh, although I'm sure we'll be getting a utility bill soon. I can't wait for uh, that one. Yeah. I didn't have uh, hot water again today. I never have hot water at 4 p.m. <laughs> on a Tuesday. I've noticed that. Never at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. Uh, yeah, that's not a coincidence. Yeah, I was thinking about writing to my apartment about that, but then I was like, it's a lost cause. Yeah. Like, at this point, at this point, if I were them, I would just email you back and say, dude, just move out. <laughs> just move. You clearly you like, hate it here. You clearly hate it here, dude. Like, why are you <laughs> staying here? We're not getting any better. Let me tell you this right now. We're not getting any yeah, better. We're not good people. We have committed ourselves to being the worst apartment complex in the best location in Towson. And, uh, well, used to be the best location in Towson because, as I hear through the grapevine of across this table. Yeah. You took a trip to the new best location in Towson where the Whole Foods is. Oh, yeah. Towson Row. It's coming up. T-Row, baby. It is coming up. You checked out the Whole Foods. You were doubting me. I'm imagining you went there. You were like, dude, there's no second floor. Jimmy was just in a different store. 
No, I I was completely thrown aback because I was like, holy shit, Jimmy is right. There's an arcade here. There is an arcade. <laughs> an arcade on the second floor. Yep. For some reason. It would not be beyond me to embellish a story greatly for entertainment <laughs> value, but there was an arcade. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we did a... Uh, Jimmy had a studio session in Towson mm-hmm. at the Music Space. Shout out that place. Big day. Eric's going to be cashing royalty checks for the rest of his natural born life I off know. of this new single we got I coming out. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I do wonder how they like do that, like how they divvy up stuff. Because it's like, let's say let's say we were like a real band, mm-hmm. and this song was a real song, and it actually got like real amounts of streams and real amounts of money generated. Mm-hmm. What would be the d- divvying out process? Because it's like, I think like you decide that before like a song is cleared to release. Like, you either like figure out like, all right, who made the beat? Uh-huh. Are they getting a percentage, or were they already paid for it? Yes. Um, In like, this case, John Burkhart made the beat. Yeah, <laughs> the literal, but just the beat, just the beat, <laughs> the literal drums. So I mean, if he didn't sign away his rights already, he could. Go in there and just, you know, blue balls you guys and be like, I'm taking 70 or I'm leaving. Wow. You think he could could push for 70? For the song. Yeah. You you can't replace it. Yeah. You can't just have someone else re record it. You got to have the John beat. You got to have the John beat. So you give him, you know, let's make it 50. He takes 50 right off the bat because he knows his worth. I'm going to venture to say (laughs) no. Yeah, no, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Um, because I'm no, looking I mean, at it from like a Beatles standpoint where it's like, you know, Joe and I wrote the song, uh, like the melodic and instrumental elements of it. So I'm looking like, you know how like all the Beatles songs are like Lennon McCartney and like they like split royalties on everything. Mm-hmm. That would probably be a situation. It would be like a Niehaus Selesky original, you know, okay, okay. and then John would get a percentage for the beat. Likely, I would be willing to go as far as to say we could all split it 33% each. I'm fine with that. I'm okay. not... Look, I'm just happy to be here. And then that last 1% is like divvied up even smaller <laughs> yeah. for the, yes. the gang vocals. Because it's like, you know, we had Mike Manos come in and do the piano. Mm-hmm. We had him also do gang vocals. We had my cousin Jamie. We had you, Liz. Uh, I mean, even Alex could lie and cash in some royalties, <laughs> say he did something. Yeah, you know, proof he was there. You know? Um, Took all those videos. Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking like, if this were like, if you were like a hard no, hard nosed businessman when it came to music, like if you were to reasonably come to me and say like, "Yo, I want one percent of those royalties," mm-hmm. I was on two takes of gang vocals at the very last fifteen seconds of the song. I want one percent of the royalties. Mm-hmm. And let's say this song was making a million dollars a year in royalties. You think I'd be throwing your ass ten thousand dollars a year? Um, I mean. You might have already given that away before it blew up, and then now I just benefit, you know? Yeah. You wouldn't negotiate it that far down along the line, I don't think. Yeah. Well, that's, these are things you got to start thinking. Or, but also, that's what like some bands do. Like, So like the biggest one I can think of right now is either like the Juice World or the Olivia Rodrigo thing, where like Juice World, his biggest hit, Lucid Dream, has like the... From like the Sting song. True. Um, so like they obviously sued the shit out of him. Sting did. Yeah. The police. The police yeah. sued him. Mm-hmm. Oh no. And now they pretty much own like all the 
rights to that song or like the they get the most out of the royalties for that song i mean we Deep saw on it, the police we saw it with the um the thong song thing right like uh yes he had like the line he took from like ricky martin or something living la loca and mm-hmm. they're like yeah he gets more money out of any of us for, for that song but that only happens when you deal with it post-release yeah so if they didn't get it cleared they didn't already work it out like and that's insane that yeah. Ricky Martin is getting the majority of the thong song. Ricky Martin, when you hear the song, thong song, do you think that Ricky Martin is swimming in a fucking pool of thong song money right now? Dude, Can you believe fucking, that? Uh, Trinidad James, he probably owns most of uh, Bruno Mars' song, Don't Believe Me, Just Watch. Oh, boom, 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 really? Boom, boom. Yeah. I thought there was. I thought Uptown Funk because that's the song we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Um, Came out way later than whatever the fuck gold all of my ring. Dude, there was. Don't from my understanding, there is a ton of different things that they ripped off of in that song. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it my favorite song? No. Would I listen to it in my car? Nah, no. Um, when it comes on at a bar and I'm wasted, am I ecstatic? Not really, but I'll <laughs> hum it. Like I'll do the thing where it's like, take a sip, sign a chick, Julio, get the stretch. <whistles> like I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a fun line. That's fun. But like, you know, is it the best song? Ever? Is it a well-produced song though? The answer sure. is yes. Yeah. What a great song produced by Everything Mark. Everything it takes for a pop hit, you know? Yeah. Mark Ronson was a producer that... Uh, behind the scenes guy. He's in the video though. He's in the video. He's one of the guys with the. He's like the skinny white guy with the sunglasses. Kind of looks like he could be like John Mulaney type of thing. Mm-hmm. He's in there getting his like hair done with Bruno Mars. Like he's in the whole video, which is cool. I like when producers put them inject themselves into post product stuff. You know. Um, but there was a whole bunch of stuff because like the whole uh, up town fuck you up up town fuck you up. Apparently that was ripped off from something too. Yeah. Like there was a whole like cuz I didn't even know about the Trinidad James thing. Um so that's yeah, I'm one. I'm sure that person came for a piece of the pie. Oh yeah. And um and it'll it'll pretty much only happen when a song like goes number 1. Mm-hmm. When people see money's pouring in they're like, "All right, let me get mine." Right uh away. for instance, uh you guys may have heard of the large news story from the high-grossing song Wonder Why by Sophomore released in 2017 <laughs> uh, where I sampled the ooh from Michael Jackson's Beat It. Oh, jeez. And I also sampled the eh, eh, eh from uh, One Republic's It's Too Late to Apologize. And I put those both in the background of the instrumental so it would go like ooh. Uh, uh. And um, no, I actually didn't use the whole. I just used the eh, so it was ooh, eh, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be surprised. There's no lawsuits yet from that. Um, maybe once, yeah. maybe once that YouTube video gets over triple digits, maybe over a hundred views, I'll start getting le- cease and desist letters in my I mail. I mean, if the algorithm gets better and it just picks up that sample, it might flag the video to be like you have copyright claim. Like, replace the audio or take your video down. Yeah, but if they were to sue me for a percentage of the net profits off of that song, they would all lose money. They would money. owe you money. <laughs> they would owe me money. It's like, <laughs> oh, you want to be a shareholder in this song? Because yeah. I lost 
easily a thousand dollars. Going bankrupt, cash out. <laughs> I also I lost my me. girlfriend during that process, so you <laughs> now you owe me three fourths of a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's not happening. But yeah, there's a lot of instances of that. Um, you brought up Olivia Rodrigo earlier. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that. But that is a very blatant steal. Yeah, it's when I heard that song for the first time, I was like, "Isn't this a Paramore song?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like that takes balls a little bit. Like there, sometimes it's like sometimes they're a stretch. Like we were listening to this one thing that I was listening to this one that was like you know Dua Lipa's song that's like if you wanna. Oh, one of her songs is getting sued now too. Yeah, that's the one I think. But then I listened to the other songs that they're suing, and they're really not close. The only thing that makes sense is like the, but they sing it like in a different. Uh, key over different chords like instead of minor chords they sing it over major chords which changes the whole like it just changes the whole way that like there's it it is interesting when you get into the legality of these lawsuits because obviously these are very important lawsuits that like are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars Mm -hmm. so like they these these things are discussed in court by like you'll they'll bring in like these composers and like people that will just sit there on the stand and be like you know we've analyzed bring in all the experts and it's like it's important too because like if someone gets like royally fucked over then that sets a precedent for like doing that to other artists or you know vice versa i guess artists going after other artists but it is so it is kind of like i'm glad that there is like a objective thing because like you would think that like the way they would do it in court is like they would just have a hundred people listen to it and just be like, do you think that sounded like the other thing? And people would be like, eh, not really. And they then did if, family feud style, they're like, we polled 100 random people. <laughs> <laughs> like pretty much, that's how I would do it. I'd be like, all right, fine. You know what? Let's get a hundred random people. In a just world. <laughs> like we'll judge play Judge Steve Harvey yeah. presiding over the court. <laughs> Making terrible jokes in between everything. Um, but like that's... Not how they do it, unfortunately. Unfortunately, well, for, I, I would venture to say fortunately. They bring in a guy who's like, actually, if you look at the um, third beat of the 14th measure, there is a, uh, a natural harmony here, which is not present in the other song. And the actual syncopation of it, it's like, it's crazy. And there's like actual laws to be like, your song can be like X percentage this close without being, you know, considered a stolen song. Because when you really think about it, it's like, there has to be that because so much of pop music is all just ripoffs of each other. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I can play my Drake medley at my shows, which is virtually every song ever by Drake mm-hmm. over the same three chords. Yeah. Now, Drake can't sue himself, but like you can listen to each one of those songs and never think that any one of those songs sounds like the other. You know, Wonderwall is the same chords as Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. Who is ever listening to Old Town Road and thinking, maybe you're gonna be the one that's it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, never gonna it's happen. Like, it's the same chords, but it's not the same, like, melody, I guess. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where that comes in. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you, you can't copyright a chord, that'd be like copywriting a letter of the alphabet. And yeah, being like, All right, which I've well, tried. I have G, so <laughs> yeah. I'm suing Google, Gmail, Godzilla. Hood luck. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> Fuck Georgia. Double fuck Georgia. Two G's? Two G's. Come on, bro. Come on, I'm coming twice. <laughs> I'm coming twice, bro. For the state of Georgia. Maryland's good, though. 
Maryland. Maryland yeah. is good. Actually, most states are good. Not a lot of uh, G's in states. Mm-hmm. Literally, like it's Georgia. Literally, just Georgia. Maybe a couple like cities. North Dakota. <laughs> North Dakota. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking coming for you, boy. <laughs> yeah, I had to start adding G's on shit. <laughs> G checking people. <laughs> Come on, Glorda. <laughs> Glorda. Give me my money, Glorda. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Olivia Rodrigo's that was blatant, and I think it. I think it also doesn't hurt. There's a G in there coming for you. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it yeah, <laughs> Rodrigo. Uh, it doesn't hurt that our. Uh, well, it doesn't help. I would say that it's she kind of like has the same tonality of voice. It's like two hot chicks. So like even then, like if it was like, if it was <laughs> they're like both girls, they're both girls, they're both kind of young when they did those songs. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's 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 why they can't just do it to a hundred people because yeah. they'd show them any Paramore song and Olivia Rodrigo like these chicks are both pretty hot. I think one of them owes <laughs> the other one money. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty blatant. Good for you, now you're happy as hell. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. There was a period of time the past, like I would say, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. when I that song was on repeat for me. Really? And you know what happened to me in in all of this? It just made me go back and listen to Paramore again and appreciate them for what they are. You know, they're good music. And that is an excellent point that you're hitting upon, which is that a lot of times, um, if anything. When these lawsuits come out, even if they don't win, it still reminds people of the other song. Mm-hmm. So, like, people are going to hear, like, how many people, I'm, I mean, I know, I feel like Paramore and Olivia Rodrigo kind of hit in the same market, even though Paramore is a little bit older. So, like, maybe, like, kids in, like, middle school aren't, like, tapped into Paramore as much as they are into, like, Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Um, people our age are probably tapped more into Paramore, you know? Yeah. But, it's like, you know, Olivia Rodrigo is that new waves Paramore. Yes. But instead of like, I guess, you know, making her own music, which she did, I guess she made the lyrics and stuff, but like, yeah. she made some remixes. Yeah. She made some Dat Piff remixes of some Paramore songs. Mm-hmm. And got called out for it. But then the downside is that a lot of times, I think anytime one musician sues another musician, it kind of makes the suing musician look yeah. like a bitch a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it makes him look like an asshole, but... Like when the guy from Metallica got all pissed off because people were like illegally downloading music on Napster. Yeah. Everybody was just like, dude, fuck you, Lars Ulrich. Yeah, you guys are millionaires. I know. But you didn't think about it back then. They had to split it, what, four or five ways? Yeah. So usually it's actually the record company that's suing. Like mm. usually, especially in those situations, it's probably not fucking, what's her name from Paramore? What's her name? Haley, some, Haley Williams? Yeah, Haley Williams. She's probably not suing. Uh-uh. I mean, she's probably thinking it. She's probably like this fucking bitch. She probably called someone and be like, look into that. Yeah. Or someone called her. I'd be willing to say somebody yeah. called her, you know? Uh, but that's ballsy. Like if I heard a song on the radio, I'm like, yeah, sure, this is number one hit, but they totally ripped off of the sophomores EP, 2011, yeah. Sleep at Night. Well, those are the ones where you're like, at least in these situations, like the artist that is suing them, they're like a well-known artist. But there's like millions of other ones where it's like, I actually did This Is America, the, Ch- the Donald Glover song, Childish Gambino. 
I actually did that five years ago, and it was called I Am America. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. Over 5,000 plays on SoundCloud. He ripped <laughs> Over the it. the last 10 years. <laughs> but, I know one of them was you, Donald Glover. <laughs> but no, that is that is a real thing because like, especially as it pertains to this Dua Lipa thing, it's like when you, when you, not only when you listen to the songs that are in question saying that they, that she stole from them, mm-hmm. not only do they not really sound that similar, like you could see how you could make the jump. Mm-hmm. Like it's not completely off base. Like you could see it. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to a court case, you're going to go, you you kind of err towards this. Like the hundred people polled in Family Feud for this for this case would probably say, eh, I don't know, that's kind of a stretch. And the other thing is, both of these fucking songs are like some obscure like band from like 1981 that like nobody knows that song. Yeah. You know, like one that is was like, like a- before, that's just probably not even on the internet. You know what I mean? You would be hard-pressed to find. How is that shit online? Yeah, nobody knows the name of this band. And to insinuate that Dua Lipa... Heard that somehow. ...was somehow driving down the road in, like, fucking, like, Guam. Yeah, just on the radio. Yeah, and she was like... This is it. You know, like, I don't know. It's kind of like... The only time anybody really cares is when there's two high-profile songs. Mm -hmm. Misery Business by Paramore and fucking Good For You... Spelled all lowercase, the number four and the letter U in Gen Z fashion, even though we invented that. Mm-hmm. They, they, all the shit that they think is theirs, we came up with. They just take the credit so for. You think you invented apathy? Gen Z is like the definition of a little brother or sister. They really are. Or like they're doing something with you, and then there's like, can, can you believe I just did that? Mm. Like, you mean the thing that. I'm saying we're doing, but I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dom is guilty of that sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Um, but also, you know, I've copped ideas from him too. That's fair. <laughs> it's fair. Like, there's a lot of times when I, like, I'll show Dom a song, uh, and then like a week later, he'll be like, I've definitely talked about this on the podcast before too, because I think he called me out on this. But like, he has like this weird like block in his mind where like if I tell him something, yeah, then he's rejects it. And then, like two weeks later, he's like, "It'll come to him as like a fucking his own idea, light bulb." Yeah, <laughs> he'll wake up. He's like, "Yeah, I remember when I found that song. <laughs> I forgot how I did it, but it certainly wasn't in the kitchen making ramen noodles while Jimmy was playing it. Oh, <laughs> Couldn't yeah. have been that. I don't even live with that guy. <laughs> how could I have heard it from him? But uh, it wouldn't even be possible." It couldn't be possible. How'd I hear it? <laughs> it wouldn't make He's sense. He's playing it across the room. <laughs> I was making soup. Water's <laughs> boiling. I can't hear those things. You know how loud water boils? <laughs> but yeah, dude. So uh, uh, in the grand scheme of things, uh, Dua Lipa, I have your back. And it's not just because for some reason Dua Lipa is, like I said, I only get one celebrity crush every 10 years. And as we all know, it was Katy Perry in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. And now it's Dua Lipa for some reason. Really? I you switched. Don't know what it is. I mean, I understand switching off Katy Perry because she she got a little tragic. Yeah, she kind of like she didn't like get bad looking. She just like got weird. There's there is a point I think she tried transitioning into like drug music. Yeah, <laughs> like she started singing about like popping perks and shit. She's like a trans. Uh, transitioned into like uh, not that hot chick, but she is a hot chick, but she identifies as not that hot anymore. Like she like 
like did a bunch of shit so that like you can't tell she's hot. And I'm like, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's like, it is weird. It is, uh, I'll say this as it comes to P- Katy Perry. And there is this weird thing where like a lot of uh, people in Hollywood will get super, and it's not just women. There are guys that do this too. Although I think it is more prevalent with women, mainly because the common narrative is that women are more valued for their looks and blah, 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 blah. And like, like it's harder for like a not conventionally attractive female actress to make it in Hollywood than a male actor, which may be true. It probably is true. I kind of can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, perfect example, watching the old Batmans. I haven't seen the new Batman yet. Me neither. Um, I finally but- saw the new Spider-Man though. The Batmans that are now the old ones, which are, it's weird to say, because those movies were like the but Batmans. they're not that old. They're not that old. They're like, not the old, old Batman. The most recent one came out. not the out old, like, old, old Batman. Yeah, there's so many Batmans. There's so many old ones. There's more Batmans than Spider-Mans, I think. Mm-hmm, for sure. There's like been at least six high-profile different Batmans. So there's the Adam West one. Which I don't remember. The Tim Burton Batmans. Which I don't. I, those Which are the ones like, where Michael Keaton was. Yeah, was that the one with Danny DeVito? Yeah, Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Those were good. Um, as I recall, when I was a and child, and the Christian Bale era of Batman, which mm-hmm. is like, I feel like everyone's favorite. But George Clooney was Batman for a minute. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck has been Batman. Yeah, in like the DC universe shit. Yeah, so like, there's a lot of Batmans, dude. Batman. There's a lot of Batman. There's been a lot of depictions of Bruce Wayne as a kid mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. Um, in the Christopher Nolan movies, uh, where Christian Bale was the Batman, they switched the love interest, but she was supposed I don't like when they do this in movies. I don't think they should be allowed to do this in movies. And if they do uh, they do like it in switch movies, switch the main character. You yeah, mean you can't do that. The actress, yeah. Like I for I forgot what's the name of the girl? In Batman, like his girlfriend or wife or girl uh, that like he always is in love with. Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. So in the first movie, Rachel was like pretty hot. Mm-hmm. I don't know her name, but she was definitely pretty hot. Not I crazy know, hot. One of them was like the De Chanel, right? Or no? Um, Zoe De Chanel. Was it? Or I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That'd be cool. But I don't think it was. Um, it might be though. Check it out. Google that. Zoe De Chanel, Batman. See what comes up. It is. And remember, there's two O's in I Zoe know, for Katie some Katie Holmes is yes. in the first one, Batman Begins. And then the second and one is the like second Maggie one Gyllenhaal. Is Maggie Gyllenhaal. Okay. Yeah. This is what I was bringing this to. Um, Completely different. Maggie Gyllenhaal was not. Both respectively hot. Uh no. Really? No. Um you might be looking at a very flattering headshot, but if you watch the second Batman, obviously the do most Do you think do you think she's not hot just cuz you've a man crush on uh Ryan Gyllenhaal? Uh is it Jake Gyllenhaal you mean? Or Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. I don't have a man crush on Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh Is it like cuz you know when like one of your friends has a sister and mm. like Someone outside of your friend group might think they're hot, but you're like, oh, no, that looks like my friend with long hair. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've always been into my friend's sister. <laughs> I always thought Mahedi's sister was hot. Well, I always thought she Lucas had Lee's like the older sister thing going on. Um, 
I, I don't discriminate when it comes to sisters, dude. Really? I have never been known to... Den- I dated my... Your friend's sister. My friend's sister. Yeah, I get it. You've already... Yeah, you've broken that barrier. <laughs> That's It's never been a thing for me. It, now, granted, especially when um, you're dating someone for a long period of time, and like in the same way like when I hang out with like you and Alex... I can see similarities and be like, oh, you said that like how Eric would say that or like, oh, you just did this mannerism that Alex does. And like, I notice those things. That does kind of hit harder when you're dating a girl and you're one of your really close friends is your friend too. Because then it's like, oh my God, you just totally reminded me of Sam right there. Like that was weird, yeah. you know, or like, you're a girl. She does something and then you like associate it with like love and like a relationship and then the brother will do it out of nowhere and you're like no <laughs> i'm just like dude that was so gay I'm like what <laughs> but yeah dude your sister does that all the time <laughs> are you gay boy yeah. um but no so it wasn't the sister thing it wasn't the sister thing uh it was on a strictly uh piece of shit objective male misogynist patriarchal opinion which okay i guess all of a sudden having uh preferences on attractiveness is now bad but for my taste she wasn't living up to the part dude Mm. i mean batman is a fucking billion billionaire he's supposed to be like the chad he's a chad he's got he he could date any woman he wants Mm -hmm. and it's like i get it like if you want to fall in love with like the girl next door like your first love type of thing but like your first love should be hot <laughs> you know what i mean like she should be hot Role number one of a movie your yeah. friend should be hot <laughs> like you know there was it really just comes pl- down to christopher nolan for casting an uggo yeah and like even the like, first of all why oh maybe katie holmes didn't do the second one because that was during the time when like tom cruise is going crazy and maybe she was like dating him like why didn't she come back for the second thing I and in that instance like you can't do that like well, or they, you have they to did that in, um they did that in iron man in the first Iron Man, the like the like black general guy who turns into War Machine, I forget his name, but it's a different guy in the second movie than the first one. I think it's Terrence Howard in Iron Man One, and then the second one is Don Cheadle. Oh, I thought you were talking about girls still. No, it's like Don Cheadle playing somebody's Cheadle. girlfriend. <laughs> wow. No, he plays War Machine. <laughs> okay. But it's like that's the kind of thing though, where like. You know, Terrence Howard, after the first Iron Man, I think he, like, they tried to get him for the second one and he wanted too much money. And, like, the Marvel movies hadn't popped off yet. But now Don Cheadle's in his, like, fucking 10th Marvel movie. Just yeah. stacking up checks. And I feel like, yeah. He, Terrence he, Howard Don... got outed for having a small penis. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is. That is karma right there. Like, <laughs> Should have stayed War Machine, bro. <laughs> Dude, Disney PR would have taken care of that. Yeah. I mean, like, actually, uh, we've fact check this uh the claim that terrence howard has a small penis is mostly false (laughs) no but like okay i get it like if you have to recast a primary character like batman for instance but in that circumstance we've recasted batman yeah you just reboot the whole just reboot the whole thing you don't just have batman come back as a different guy, and then you're just supposed to sit there like it's fucking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and it's season fucking six, and then Aunt Viv goes from being like, 
I mean, she literally doesn't. I don't like. Maybe they do that on purpose to make them look as not alike as possible. Because like the original Aunt Viv was like very dark complexion, and then the other Aunt Viv was like completely opposite, like super light skin and that. But they actually acknowledge it as Fresh Prince of Bel Air was wont to do, which I liked him for that. Where sometimes they would like break the fourth wall, and then the camera would zoom out, and it would be like them in a studio. And I was like, that's cool that they do that. Um, In the very opening episode of the next season. Uh, Aunt Viv comes down the stairs and Will goes, hey, Aunt Viv, who's playing you this season? <laughs> and I was like, that is funny. Yeah. That is funny. I could appreciate that. Even at the young age, I was watching those uh, shows at the time. Yeah, because it's, it's easier to address it like that. Like, instead and, of like, you know, do what we're doing now. and Why did make her less hot? <laughs> Batman didn't even address it to camera. Hey, Aunt Viv, my aunt, why aren't you as hot anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I want to fuck you now, Evan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Cha-ching! <laughs> um, no, see, look, here's the point. Here's the real point, since you guys listening can tell that <laughs> we have no material today. Here's the point. The point is, is that um, a secondary character, instead of being recasted, And when I say secondary, I mean secondary, not primary, not tertiary. Tertiary character being like the fucking guy who runs the store that you go to once in the whole movie and you saw him once in the previous movie too. That guy could be different. You could just walk. Nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Nobody's like, hey, that's not the same guy who ran the sub shop in the other movie. Yeah, but if you like establish someone in the main cast. Yes. Kill them off if you can't get... Why and and also it's more interesting, especially as it comes comes to love interests, for Batman to have a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's more fun for everybody. It's better because then there's that tension. Are they gonna kiss? Ooh, is this girl even into Batman? Adds, like the the drama of like, oh fuck, now he's lost. He doesn't have his love anymore. He's gonna be depressed, and now we get to build him back up again. Exactly. Like, even look at it from a real-life standpoint. What would you rather watch? Think you're watching porn. Do you want to watch a uh, uh, couple dating for six years has uh, mediocre sex after date night? Or do you want to watch girl next door comes over to play video games and we bang? <laughs> What do you want to watch her? I mean, let's be honest. What is more entertaining there? We don't need like if the if you're if the girl doesn't want to come back and play the new girlfriend, get a new girlfriend. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if if my girlfriend just don't make porn. You don't have to make porn. <laughs> if your girlfriend if doesn't want to come porn back to make people sad. You don't have to do that. <laughs> if your girlfriend doesn't come back for a second season. In real life, <laughs> she says, look, I, I just, I think I need more money. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. You don't recast her. You get a new fucking girlfriend. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyway, why the fuck are we talking about Batman anyway? Uh, I think it all branched off of Whole Foods. See, we haven't even gotten <laughs> oh, yeah. into the episode yet. Oh, true, true, true. Let's start the show. <laughs> Chappelle show. You had your uh, your gig on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Big event, big Towson event. 
Huge event. All the high rollers are out there. Yeah, only the high rollers, actually. There were no yeah. low rollers in the joint. Yeah, I think the snow scared people away, but little did they know, it snowed and it didn't stick at all. Mm-hmm. But it was also cold. It was very cold. And let's the face cold it. cold was crazy. Let's face it. Towson was not the place to be this past weekend. How so? How um, because uh, this weekend, I'm a, you know how we're oh, holiday scientists? pre patties day. Yeah weekend which for whatever reason is the week before see this is where which is crazy so saint patrick's day this year Mm -hmm. is on a thursday yes which oddly enough is one of the livest nights out yes because people are pre-gaming for the weekend Mm -hmm. uh you know they're gonna be fucked up all day at work on friday it's the real last day of the week it's the real last day of the week thursday in my opinion i i fall into that category i love thursdays because it's one of those days that, like, you don't feel like you have to do something. Like, a Friday night where it's like, shit, it's the weekend. Like, maybe I should do something tonight instead of just chill. Mm-hmm. Thursday's like, it's a Thursday. I was probably going to chill, but I could go out. It's not like it's a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Like, I could go out tonight. And so I will. You know? Whereas Friday is like, oh, my God, do I have to? Maybe yeah, I won't. There's no pressure on a Thursday. So Thursday's so the best. If you're going out, you're having fun. But here's the other side, as we've mentioned, as holiday, holiday scholars. St. Patrick's Day is celebrating the Irish heritage, um, which apparently is very closely related to drinking, mm-hmm. as is. I've come to find out. It is. It Trust is. me. It is. I'm half Irish. Mm-hmm. Half of my family, they love to drink. They love to drink. Uh, so I also found out that I'm 116th Irish today, Okay, which explains that. <laughs> um, so anyway, St. Patrick's Day needs to be an all-day drinking event. It's not enough to celebrate St. Patrick's Day by going into work, going home, getting changed, Getting meeting a up green with your friends. Milkshake at McDonald's. Yeah. Getting meeting up with your friends at 7 30 p.m. and going out for a heavy happy hour into the nighttime. You need to start early to truly enjoy St. Patrick's Day. And so that is why St. Patrick's Day generally, if it doesn't fall on a weekend day like a Saturday, which the last time we were all out for St. Patrick's Day was the one right before COVID hit. And that was a Saturday. And that was awesome because not only was it the huge bar crawl, but it was also the actual day. So everyone was, there was no alternative day to celebrate. Yeah. So like, and you had a gig, we were all chilling down there. Mm-hmm. So St. Patrick's Day needs to be observed the weekend before the day, not the weekend after. And the reason for that is because this applies for every holiday. Once the holiday is over, no one cares. If Halloween is on a Wednesday night, you're not going to celebrate it the f- two Fridays after. You're not going to do celebrate Friday, November 2nd. You're going to celebrate Saturday, October 27th or 6th or whatever the hell it would be. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, once the holiday's over, it's like busting a nut. It's like trying to fuck after you've already come, came. You can't do it. So St. Patrick's Day ends on Thursday. Going out the next day on Friday is not an option. Mm-hmm. You need to do it on Saturday. And I understand that. What I didn't understand was there was bar crawls uh, for St. Patrick's Day 
last weekend, like the weekend before yeah. that. That was preposterous to me. It's like, hold your horses, dude. Yeah, you're pulling a Russia. Yeah. Why don't you're we celebrate Cinco de Mayo, too? A whole nother week. Yeah. I'm still trying to celebrate the second week of March. Yeah. Ireland, yeah. I think Irish people are c- trying to move for the whole month of March. They're trying to make March like oh, yeah, Halloween Irish runs October. Month. Yeah. It's not happening to no. Irish people. We don't have much history. We forget it. We drink too much. One sixteenth of me agrees with that, <laughs> that it should be Irish History Month. The other 15 sixteenths of me says, no, I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, the reason I say Taos wants the place to be because Canton had a huge bar crawl. Fells had a huge bar crawl. Uh, and Fed had a huge bar crawl. Mm-hmm. The, the big three of the city as it comes to co- copious drinking. Um and so Towson was just not the place to be. There are plenty of times where Towson is a place to be. It's the place I live. But it wasn't this past weekend. So nobody was in Towson. But yeah, anyway. No, it was a fun we gig. We were. Though. It was a fun gig. And then yeah, we we briefly touched on it. The uh the studio session. Mm-hmm. Which was a good vibe. Awesome vibe. That was my first time there. That was a cool spot. Uh, I still got to look through the pictures I took. I took a bunch of pictures. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see those, too. I am jealous of that location. It's at the Music Space, which is right in the middle of Towson, like right in the middle of Towson next to like the 7-Eleven on Chesapeake Avenue. It's in between 7-Eleven and 7-West. Phenomenal location. Sean, our normal producer, uh, was telling me that there's a little bit of a disadvantage because of how much traffic there is and stuff that like, you know, when when you're recording... Uh, high profile, high investment music such as our own, uh, you need only the finest recording environments. And so a lot of times you'll notice that a lot of these studios will be like way off and like in some weird warehouse somewhere where like they'll tell you come to this big studio and you're like, what? And then like you go there and it's like a fucking like murder house in like the middle of nowhere. Um, But that's also done because you can have an immense amount of space to build like giant rooms Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of general ambient noise around you. Exactly. So like with the music space, you would have to literally like decouple the floor, float the floor so it's not really technically attached to the rest of the sidewalk so that road vibrations don't go in. It's a whole fucking thing. I don't care. I would love to have a studio there. Yeah. It's fucking sick. very sick. I would live there too. I can't believe he doesn't live there. Yeah, I can't believe he's floor? too successful to just live at his studio. Is there like a is there a living space there? Like, is there a second floor apartment? Or I mean, I saw stairs to a basement. So there's there's a basement. Done. Yeah, dude, do you think if I owned that fucking studio, I wouldn't live there because there's not a second floor? Oh no, you could live anywhere. I there. would sleep in the recording room. Yeah, <laughs> sleep like, against the glass. Can you guys keep it down? <laughs> I haven't woken up yet. <laughs> you guys recording a whole album in my bedroom recording sleeping sounds <laughs> but yeah that was fucking awesome and then we all went off to do our sunday activities i went out to the bars with uh alex and joe mike manos went to go, go do uh mustache beanie guy things like yeah. our house vintage clothing sale definitely beanie things definitely a beanie mustache guy who now lives in hand and thing to do mm-hmm. we did t-shirt jeans guys who live in Towson things which are getting drunk across the street hell yeah and then you did, did i'm actually with my girlfriend things shit. yeah and so then you went to whole foods that leads into so i prepped i got some prepping done at whole foods i got some ingredients 
and I think you'll like this. I've been going a little Mediterranean this week. I on Monday made little uh biftex or whatever the fuck however you say it. Bifteca. Biftecas. It's I like not quite an E. Greek not quite hamburgers. An e. Threw them in some pitas with some tomato and red onion, my oh, hot really? sauce. Very yummy. And then at the same time, I marinated some chicken that I cooked up today. Some just chicken thighs that I did in like a little rosemary, a little oregano, some lime juice, olive oil, the good stuff, garlic. Um, and then, yeah, roasted those today. Had some nice meals. Nice. And you got the, you supplied this all. got all this stuff from the Whole Foods. So no name brand products made it into your fridge this week. No. Hell no, bro. Hell no. And you were impressed. I was impressed by you the Whole Foods. impressed by the Whole Foods. I was like, I was, you know, taken aback. Because also, like, I feel like Whole Foods, when I went there, it was one of the first grocery stores that was back doing a hot bar or prepared food. So I feel like those shut down during the pandemic. Like buffet style things mm-hmm. weren't available anymore. Yeah, Hibachi Grill took a hit. Yeah. They took a hit. Yeah, the Chinese buffet mm-hmm. that we used to go to. Which I cannot believe we went there. I couldn't imagine going there now. I mean, I would, but like, really yeah, was not. We'd go back now to, as like nostalgia and be like, ugh. Yeah, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> it was I just never the quantity. Right yeah, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, we didn't learn quality over quantity yet. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, no, fucking, you're right. They had fucking a pizzeria in there. They had some crazy good looking pizza. They had some crazy bread. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, I was, I was kind of jealous. Yeah, it's kind of, I wish something like this was closer to me. I know. You know, I was just going to say that like every time I start thinking maybe it's time to leave Towson, Towson gives me another reason to stay. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like. The city gives me another reason to to stay in Towson, <laughs> and Towson gives me another reason to stay. And I'm like, okay, well, it's uh, it's pretty clear what my decision is right now. Like, yeah, you just have to start taking showers before four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only people really give me a reason to leave is my the place that I live. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are really trying to get rid of me, but the city of Townsville has never let me down. You know, oh, yeah. it's just crazy. It is crazy because it's like. You know, you talk to a lot of people who live in like Canton or Fed that like generally, you know, the people that live in Canton or Fed did not grow up in Canton or Fed or mm-hmm. Fells. They grew up somewhere else. Yeah, they grew up in Carroll County. Yeah. Said like, they were from Baltimore and then ended up moving down there. Mm-hmm. Which I will, I you know, I'm very lenient on the, uh, the who can say they're from Baltimore thing. I've always been uh generous about that mainly because I'm from Towson and I cannot stand when people say I can't say I'm from Baltimore. It pisses me off. It, very much annoys me. Yeah. Um, because I think it's wrong. I just think it's stupid. It's like, dude, I jog to the city and bag every fucking day. Um among many reasons that I'm not gonna <laughs> list out right now. Uh I would give people as much as I think the best thing I've heard is I think the beltway argument is a good argument. I think if you're inside the beltway, that's totally fair. I think if you could have written your address on an envelope and put Baltimore, Maryland at the bottom of it, mm-hmm. and it would have gotten to your house, you grew up in Baltimore. I agree. Yeah. 21212 was your zip code growing up? Mm-hmm. That's a Baltimore zip code. It's a Baltimore zip that code. That is a Baltimore zip code. When I 
set the weather app on my new phone, when I come up to Lutherville, it says Lutherville. Mm-hmm. When I hit refresh on my apartment, it says Baltimore. Yeah. Samsung thinks I live in Baltimore. You can argue with them? When you look out your balcony, you see the city. Yeah. Dude, what, what, what other city do I see? I don't see New York. Therefore, I don't say I'm from New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see Baltimore City. I'm from fucking Baltimore. Um, I do think the Beltway is a fair argument. It's like, okay, people made a big circle around Baltimore City for people to get to all kinds of places in Baltimore. And we're inside that circle. Mm-hmm. You can't hate on facts. You can't argue on facts. Parkville, Overly, that's all, that's all fair game. I think you start really pushing it a little bit when you get out to like Hereford. Yeah. That's when it's like, I don't know. Yeah, when it's like more than like a half an hour to get to the city. Mm-hmm. Or I'll give it 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. You're pushing it. But then you have the other argument, which is, because this is another thing that I found interesting as it came, uh, I was talking to Matt Brown, who grew up in Glen, or uh, not grew up there, but he lived in Glen Burnie for some time at some point in his life. And he did not consider, I was saying like, oh, isn't Glen Burnie kind of like the Towson of South Baltimore? Because like, it's like right on the border. First of all, it's not. Apparently, like there's a whole other part between them called like Brooklyn. So technically, yeah, Lu- Brooklyn Glen Burnie's more like uh, like Lutherville or Cockeysville mm. of down there. So that's not quite the same thing. But he was saying like, no, because he was basically saying there is no like South Baltimore. I mean, there's South Baltimore, like Fed Hill, Locust Point and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, like if you were to say like North Baltimore, you'd say like, okay, like Hamden's on the north side. But you could kind of stretch that. You could be like Towson's like Northern Baltimore, you know? But when it comes to the South part, it's like that's Anne Arundel County. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like that's you're you're venturing towards Annapolis. And what is weird is that there is this weird thing I've noticed in terms you can you can really tell based off of the sports teams they root for. That's a huge thing. Baltimore going north has so much fucking clout for like the Ravens and the Orioles. They love the Ravens and the Orioles. You can drive an hour north and still be in Ravens country. Yeah. You you get below Baltimore City on I-95. For 15 minutes, you're in Washington football team territory. Commander's country. This is commander's country, bucko. Nationals country. You know? Yeah. It's weird. It's like, do you guys not know that you're 30 minutes from D.C. and 15 minutes from Baltimore? Why are you rooting for D.C.? And I guess it's like, but then if you go up 95, which goes northeast, once you get to Cecil County, Philly fans. Really? Elkton is half and half Ravens and Eagles, I would say. Strange. Traders. But they're far. Turncoats. Yeah, turncoats. Turncoats. I mean, I guess if I lived like in between, if I lived like perfectly in between uh, Philly and Baltimore, I'd probably just root for both. Yeah, I could. I would probably even still lean towards Baltimore just because I'm still in Maryland. Mm -hmm. It's like, why not root for my state's team? Like, if our team does well, our city makes more money, which means our state makes more money. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, Steelers, sure. Like, they're kind of like our, like, you know, if the Ravens were Towson High School, they'd be our Delaney. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, and, but, like, you're rooting for the fucking, the Philly team the over Beagles? the O's, dude? Yeah. The Phillies? Or I guess you're doing the Flyers, maybe, if you're into hockey. The Baltimore Balties? Who, like, the Philadelphia Phillies. Come on, dude. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of cool because, like, a Philly's a real thing. 
Mm. It's like a female horse, I guess. I guess if you're trying to get like, if you just want to go for a city because they have all the teams you could want, Mm -hmm. like Philly has a team for every sport. Yeah. We really only have football and baseball. Yeah. I guess we have the blast, but. (laughs) And if you want to go for a city that like isn't going to constantly break your heart. Yeah. You know, like that's why I think living in New York is they're spoiled. You get to have the Mets or the Yankees. And so you basically get to be a Yankees fan all the time, you know, because they're usually going to win. And off the off chance that they don't win, like, a lot any particular year, you can still be a Mets fan. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the odds that they're both going to suck, you know? Yeah, pretty low. They spend a lot of money to get those guys. But, yeah. I also think, and here's the other thing. This is another uh, uh, angle of this whole are you from Baltimore uh, question here. I was also, I should also mention that people living in ocean city, humongous fans of uh, Baltimore sports, but we've also discussed that in the past because a lot of people that live in ocean city, like are like Baltimore, like Baltimore and ocean city really are kind of like sister cities. Like Mm -hmm. I drive out there for the weekend. Just like if I go downtown and I expect to see someone I know, if I go out to ocean city for the weekend, I kind of, I'm definitely not shocked if I see someone I know. I'm almost halfway thinking I'm going to run into at least one person that I know Yeah. in Ocean City, which means that you're a sister city. You know, I don't definitely. expect to run into somebody I know in fucking Chicago. Yeah, I'll run into someone in Ocean City more frequently than I would like in Hunt Valley or like, Yeah. you know, weirdly enough. Yeah. I don't even expect to see somebody I know if I go to fucking Frederick, mm-hmm. but I expect to see someone I know in Ocean City. Yeah. So like that counts. Um, as far as that goes, I think that the the further away you are when you're telling someone where you're from, the more lenient you can be. If I grew up in Carroll County, if I grew up in like Ellersburg and I'm on a vacation in Los Angeles and I'm hanging out with some people in the room and they're like, yeah, I'm from uh, Minnesota, blah, blah, blah. I'm from like blah, blah, blah. If they were to say like, where are you from? And I'd be like, I'm from like Baltimore. You know, I think that's fair. Yeah, that's fine. It's like you could also you could say I'm from just out of Baltimore, or like just outside you could say of Baltimore. That. But then it's like then it comes down to this other weird. It's like okay, if I go to like Greece, where are you from? Uh, I'm from, <laughs> I'm from, I'm from, uh, I'm from Sykesville, Maryland. Mm-hmm. What? I'm from Baltimore, dude. You heard of Baltimore? Yeah, I've heard of that. I think that's where I'm from. Yeah, you know, it's like that's fair. The closest major city. You know, yeah. I think that's you're fair. really doing it to you're kind of just like trying to figure out how much the other person knows geographically. Exactly. Because if they don't even know Baltimore, you could be like, oh, I live like not too far from D.C. Oh, yeah, dude. And when you get easy, when you get that far away, when you go far enough out into the world, mm-hmm. like when I go to Mexico, I've been to Mexico a couple times and people ask me where I'm from in America. You really only have three cities or four cities that you can say. Mm-hmm. It's like Miami, New York. L.A., maybe Chicago. If you're talking to, like, a guy from, like, you know, Punta Cana, wherever. Like, he doesn't fucking know. I remember saying Baltimore, and he was like, uh, what? No, Baltimore? No, no, no. I was like, it's kind of like by New York. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, New York. I was like, yeah, I guess. Like, I get, like, because when you get, when you're that far away from home, it's like, that kind of counts. Yeah. It's like, I'm not from New York, but, like, as far as you're concerned, I am. 
Yeah. You know, you don't know the fucking difference between. You think a fucking guy in Mexico gives a shit about the difference between fucking Towson and Parkville? No, no dude, you're from fucking Baltimore. As far <laughs> as this guy's concerned, actually, as far as this guy's concerned, you're from New York. We should be able to claim New York. Yeah. In fact, we will. <laughs> we are New York, baby. <laughs> fucking New York. Yeah, we're taking the accent. We're taking we have it. Ours. <laughs> also, accents another great definer of where you're from. Mm-hmm. If we talk the same, that means we share a similar culture. That means we share a similar experience, obviously. Why would we all talk like each other if we didn't, if we weren't constantly immersed in the same bubble? You know, people that live in uh, Pittsburgh don't talk like us because they don't exist in the same bubble as us. If you talk like somebody, if you have that Baltimore accent, that means you exist in the Baltimore bubble. That's your cultural influence, you know? So there's that. Um, there's also the aspect of like, I think at a certain point it's kind of childish because it depends on what you're saying you're from Baltimore for. And I see this a lot where it's like, if someone says they're from Baltimore, it's like, okay, are you saying you're from Baltimore to try to claim like street credit? Like, what is your motive here? Are you trying to say like, like if somebody's watching the wire and then you're like, yeah, I'm from Baltimore. And it's like, bro, no, you're not. No, you're you not grew up in Towson. Like, you're, yeah, you're you like, know. don't talk. But then there's also parts of the city that, like, you couldn't even say that for. Like, if you grew up in, like, a super rich neighborhood there, it's like, well, well, you kind of can't say that you're a part of that either. So it's like, what are we really getting at? It's like, once you get over the age of 16, nobody's trying to pretend to be, like, fake hard anymore. Yeah. Like, when I tell people that, like, yeah, I live in Towson, I claim Baltimore, and they're like, I like say like yeah I'm from fucking Baltimore I claim, I claim Baltimore. Baltimore I claim Baltimore y'all claim that shit why are you claiming Baltimore bro <laughs> I'm not claiming I guess what I'm saying like I'm just like I'm fucking like I'm here you know I'm not trying to tell them I'm not trying to say like yeah I'm hard bro yeah. I no I grew up in the fucking trenches dude I had to bike to school with a lanyard around my neck bro you don't know what that shit was like growing up over where you grew up you didn't grow up where I it's like at that point it's just like. That's almost childish to me at a certain point. Yeah. You, you never hear adults have this debate, is I guess what I'm getting at. You hear kids have this debate. You can't say that. Yeah, I can. My mom, blah, 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 blah. You ever hear your fucking grandmother be like, oh, I grew up right over the street, but I'm not from Baltimore, baby. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that shit, sonny. <laughs> it's like, that's not, people don't give a fuck anymore, you know? Whatever, dude. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I said I wasn't going to list out every reason, and then I proceeded to list out every reason why that's such a stupid debate. We got to the bonus clip of the grandma coming in. <laughs> grandma. <laughs> grandma corner, the new segment. I claim Greece, and I never even, I've been there twice. I still claim that shit. Where are you exactly. from? Greece, bro. Greece, bro. Greece, Baltimore. And this is... <laughs> yeah. What part of Baltimore? Greece. <laughs> Greek, Greek town? town? No. no. Greece. <laughs> Greek town, they're fake Greeks. That was the Gatorade sink, dude. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Half a bottle in. Yeah. <laughs> oh jesus i was about to say something i forgot what the hell it was though yeah um what else i uh oh sorry go for it yeah i was gonna say the best example i can fathom 
I've definitely said this before, but I'll say it again. When the Capitals, when the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. not Washington Monument, not Washington Boulevard, Washington, D.C., the Washington District of Columbia Capitals <laughs> won the hockey championship. Baltimore went insane. Yeah. Every, all the bars were packed. Every night watching the game, people were fucking getting wasted watching it, loving it, cheering like they are the fucking, they live in the fucking White House. Mm-hmm. They just are DC. How can a city that claims to be a part of the Capitals winning the Stanley Cup possibly talk shit to someone who grew up 20 minutes outside the city line that wants to tell somebody that grew up four hours away that they're from Baltimore? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And that... There's no even rebuttal for that. There's no rebuttal. Can't even say anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like... Yeah, that's that's a that's a buzzer beater right there. Buzzer beater. I had to get that in. You got it in. You got I was it like, in. I don't know. I'm sitting there. I'm list. I'm watch. I'm picturing somebody listening to this, just being like, <laughs> "Good thing that segment's over," because he was wrong. <laughs> and then I fuck it. Y'all, y'all thought I was finished. Wait. Hold on, wait a He's like, no, no, no. Don't talk about the Capitals. No, don't say it. I love when the Capitals won. <laughs> I'm a huge cat. He's wearing a Capitals jersey yeah. as we speak. <laughs> Let's go, Caps! Oh, bitch! Yeah! <laughs> Season tickets to the fucking Capitals. <laughs> now you fucking know. Let there be no doubt. Damn, the I'm light correct got on shown this on you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Oh, this is just a little funny thing. Uh, me, Will, and JT were hanging out. In the uh, the slabs Discord last night, and oh, uh, now you guys just rubbing it in. <laughs> nah, I don't know if you'd even like these uh, situations because it's basically just like being at uh, the Beckman's house back in the day. I was just playing a video game, and Will was watching me play it, and we're talking about it. And then halfway through that, JT fell asleep, <laughs> and then like every once in a while, you just hear like a snore come in. I mean, I feel like I'd love. I chose that over sex for for okay. years. Yeah, no, come through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that'd be cool. I feel like I would actually enjoy that more because, like, you know, it's like, do I really have time to just like? I don't. I'm mean, not sound like a fucking dick. Do I really have time to hang out with you guys? No. <laughs> I'm saying like, you know, if it's like a thing where we're like actively engaged in mm-hmm. like a full drawn out hangout session for like three hours a night, it's like. Girlfriends aren't gonna like that. <laughs> nothing's getting done. No, nothing's getting like. Yeah. But if it's just a thing where we all just happen to be like on a thing and like once every twenty minutes, I could be like, "Yo, blah 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 blah," and then we talk about it for like twenty seconds, and then like people go back to playing video games. I go back to doing what I'm doing. Then it's just like three dudes hanging out in a room, but all like working. Yeah, we're like at the office. It's I a, peep over the cubicle. I'm like, yo, did you see this post that somebody just made? And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit, I just commented. And I'm like, hell yeah. All right, I'm back to work. Yeah. Something I mean, like it's that. not even that frequent of a thing. I think we've only done it like two or three times now. Oh, okay. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was just fun. It was a nice little throwback. Nice little throwback chill. Yeah, it is nice. I, I, I mean, I was about to fucking uh, hike the Appalachia Trail. Wow. 
all the way down from the bottom to the top. He really became a woodsman of sorts. I know. He's a mountain man now. He really did. Uh, John, speaking of Will and, and people of that era, um, that era, Will's still alive. <laughs> um, John Finnerty came out to the point uh, for a hot second and was talking to Joe, the guy in my band, Joe Niehaus, mm-hmm. and John thought Joe was Nathan Kala the whole conversation. That's hilarious. Until I overheard him say, like, damn, like, last time I was checking, Nathan wasn't playing music with you. And I was like, <laughs> first of all, Nathan would never fucking play music with me. Second of all, <laughs> first of all, Nathan would never fucking be in my band, okay? <laughs> Second of all, it's not Nathan. This is Joe. <laughs> Completely different guy. And third of all, Joe doesn't know how annoyed he should be at this. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell him. Did he? No, nah, Nathan came cool. like, like a... A, an outdoorsman too he's like a wildfire he went now he went completely the other direction he was one of the more surprising interesting cases of my studies personality <laughs> studies i've ever come across he went from like yeah he just flipped the script he totally flipped the script mm-hmm. I, didn't he like drop out of college mm-hmm. was he like going to school for like some like degree that i don't know what degree it was but it's like one of those degrees Maryland, you tell people that they're like, like oh cool he was at Maryland with like Will and all them, right? Yeah. Like he was one of their roommates for a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, yeah, he just fucking he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go fight these wildfires that are rampant. I mean, that's fucking just go across the country and do some crazy shit. He's, he has some crazy shit in his Instagram stories. So I don't know if you peep him every once in a while. This is I I do. This is gonna sound like uh, me talking shit, but it's not. <laughs> Don't believe your own ears. Yeah. No. Um, we used to get in fights all the time. Not all the time, but like we would go back. We would go at it. We didn't quite click um, ever uh, until like lately. He's a cool guy now. Um, or maybe I'm a cool guy now. Maybe in his perspective, he's like, Jimmy's a cool guy now. Yeah. Jimmy was a dick. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fair enough. Um, I used to always say he was a poser. I used to be like, oh, because he would always like do these things like, you know, buy this like expensive clothes and like read books on like how to be cool and stuff. (laughs) 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 And then at a certain point in his life, he completely found his identity. Yeah. And became this thing now that I totally 100% believe is him. Mm hmm. So, maybe I was right? Is that fair to say? I mean, is that fair to say? If, if I walked in, in like a fucking like camelback, like mountain climbing gear mm-hmm. every day for like two years in like red books on mountain climbing and you're just sitting there like, Jimmy, I feel like you're not, you're not like a mountain climber. What are you talking yeah. about? Like I feel like this is like getting into character while yeah. <laughs> reading this. Or? And then and then I'm like, fuck you, Eric. You don't know shit, man. I love mountains. Like you don't know anything about mountains. Like you fucking you don't even know the first thing about mountains. You don't even have your <laughs> finger on the pulse of mountain climbing. He told me that about music. He said, I don't even have my finger on the pulse of music. Mm-hmm. It's like that is a dope saying. 
That was cool. Yeah. Fuck you. But that was cool. <laughs> yeah. That's a little harsh. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, you know, look, I don't mind a good debate. You can you can say that kind of stuff. I took that and it's like, damn, next time I really want to hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Whatever yeah. they care about, I'm gonna tell them they don't even have the finger on the pulse on it. Yeah. You know? Um, it was Warren. I wonder I was probably, who hit I was probably him being with a dick that before he said that. Oh, yeah, that's what you have to ask. You have yeah. to think who hit him with that and what was it about? I love fashion. It. You think it was fashion? I you don't have your finger on the pulse of fashion. I bet it's something that he saw on Reddit. <laughs> I, in fact, I accused him of that at the time when he said it to me. After I was holding back my tears. <laughs> <laughs> You saw that on Would you hear that on fucking Reddit? <laughs> loser? R slash loser? I feel the need halfway through to say I do I do fuck with Nathan. No, I do, I do, I do. Mm-hmm. Um but like, you know, if we're gonna talk real, let's talk real. Like this is these are these are things that happen. Yeah. We didn't used to click that much. Now I feel like we've both grown up, we've both matured, we both accepted each other for who we are. Mm-hmm. And now we're cool. We grew into each other. Yeah. Um, but I was right. <laughs> like, like if you spent every day doing something and then completely became a different person, then I was right. Yeah. You didn't even have the finger on the pulse of yourself. Ooh. Was that too much? Or are you like, I wish I could have said that to him back then? <laughs> yeah a little bit (laughs) a little bit time travel if you had three things to go back and fix would that be one of them um i actually if i could choose right now i wish i could have said that then instead of just now okay like so that's one of them like i I wish i didn't just say that because it sounded mean again wish you didn't send that 24 minute voice message to your mom (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. oh god did you listen to any of that yet i couldn't no? listen to it i couldn't figure out how to play it and if i can't figure out how to play it there's no way yeah. my mom's okay gonna yeah, out to play yeah, it. yeah she's completely she's probably tr- been trying to play it <laughs> for like the past god knows how long like, oh, is he finally sending me the podcast <laughs> you know how, yeah yeah mom i text everyone the podcast yeah, not I even the I link get it out i just send them a Hundred twice sent everybody the link, the fucking file itself to your text, and then you listen to it. Um, nah, dude, I I don't know what that was. It was twenty three minutes, and so then I immediately went through thinking like, what did I do for the last twenty three minutes? And I think it was go to Seven Eleven. Oh no, it was I drove home to the my apartment. I got the flash drive in the apartment, went back down the elevator, got in the car, drove to 7-Eleven, and then when I pulled up in here, you were here. Hell yeah. So nothing could have happened. I was thinking, like, when's the last time I jerked off? When's the last time I, like, talk shit about my mom? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, can I get a pack of Camel Crushes? Two no Gatorades? Because my mom sucks! <laughs> Red light? Would my mom do that? <laughs> bitch. Bitch. <laughs> Fucking bitch. You're not even I my real mom. You You're this. adopted, mom. <laughs> You're adopted. Oh, I wish I could say this to her right now. <laughs> oh, man. If only my mom was listening. 
<laughs> you know what? I don't even want to text her this. I feel like I just record it and then send it to her. <laughs> but lo, I'm not because I'm not recording it. He's like, all right, dude. Menthols or non-menthols? <laughs> <laughs> you're the ones that burn cords or not? And then when you're paranoid, you actually you actually start like making up fake memories that like are bad. You're like, oh shit, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> did I jerk off in the way home from Seven <laughs> Eleven? Oh, Robbie was looking kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, who fucking knows? Um, there is one bit of news. Yeah. Was it what I was going to say earlier? Or do you have something? What were you going to say earlier? Oh, let's do, let's do this first because I feel like it's sports related. Okay. Okay. You know, there's only so much we can talk about sports. True. Tom Brady is unretired. Yes. How does that happen? Was he just like a contract loophole thing or I don't think so. I genuinely think, you know, being the greatest of all time that when you are that you don't ever become not that like you what like he just retired and was like, "Eh. Look, I'm going to go back." The hardest thing to do as a person is to find a new identity after you've lost the one you've had. Yeah, but he only retired for like a week, right? Three, uh, I think like a month, maybe two months. Okay. It's probably been about two months at this point. Okay, okay. Um, Which is still not that long uh, at all. But uh, you'll notice this is kind of a common thing with a lot of greats. Michael Jordan did it. Mm-hmm. You know, he retired, came back with a different number. When I come back like Jordan, wearing the four or five, it ain't to play games with you, probably main you. You know that song? What the hell are you waiting for? Jay-Z did it, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't Jay-Z retire? Yeah, he did, I think. First of all, I don't believe in musicians retiring. I think that's fake. Yeah, I think it's just built up for a new album. Yeah, it's like, okay, dude. If you're just going to stop making music, just stop making music. You don't need to like announce it. Like Tom Brady needs to announce it because like he can't just stop playing football and not tell anybody. The Bucks just can't <laughs> The Bucks just can't start their next season yeah. and be like, "Yeah, and play coming to the field. <laughs> Your quarterback who definitely is still playing football. Yeah, he's right behind the curtain. Oh, he's right there, folks. Probably getting warmed up as we speak. Tom Brady, and then nobody comes out, yeah. and they're like, "Where the fuck was it?" A little late, so we'll go. We'll, we'll circle back. <laughs> oh, he's definitely here, folks. You just wait. <laughs> Refs are out there, like, "What the fuck happened? Did this guy? <laughs> did this guy just stop playing football <laughs> and not tell?" <laughs> Tom Brady's just sitting there watching TV, like, "What? I thought they'd figure like there, how I dropped out of school." Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they (laughs) that's retiring the way i dropped out of school just stop going yeah that's that's how you do it exactly um so yeah you can't do that in certain things no you can do that with music you can just put out an album and then just stop and then people go oh what happened to that guy he's like i think he's just i don't know i haven't heard anything for a while i guess he's not maybe he is maybe he's got some like stuff that didn't like pop like godier the guy who put out, now you're just somebody that I used to know. 
Is he retired? Now you're just somebody we used to know. Precisely. If that isn't the best uh, lyric, I think that's for- just a a new one hit wonder phenomenon. You know? Yeah, but like, I mean, like with Logic retiring, Logic became kind of annoying towards the end. He didn't. He unretired though. Yeah, it's like don't retire unless a you mean it. Yeah. This doesn't go for Tom Brady. This yeah, doesn't go for Tom Brady. I you think have, for some people, it's like an ego thing where they, like, it's like wanting to see your own funeral, you know? Yeah. Yes, it's I like did hear that. You want to get the fucking like, love and support that you feel like you're not feeling right now. I don't know. Well, the problem with... Not the case for Tom Brady. Well, I mean, I don't think that is the case because... Uh, do you think anyone cried when he said he was unretiring? Probably, right? Probably. Yeah. Probably like at fucking rec room on, on Sunday. Like, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like somebody probably did. I'm sure somebody did. I'm sure some people did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I saw that and uh, I don't think, I think what happens is, is that like, look, I'm not going to lie. It didn't, the only reason it made sense that he would retire is because he's 43 years old and he doesn't really need to do he has not he had nothing left to prove like 4 years ago you yeah. know like he doesn't need to be playing football and like he has a family he has a wife he has kids like you know and they're all a certain age that I am unaware of but <laughs> you know they are they have a certain amount of birthdays and like it's like you are a father as well and so at a certain point, I think that's generally what happens. I think a lot of athletes, like, you know, certain athletes will retire at like 28. It's like, you'll hear about like certain guys, that like they just retire young. It's like, why am I going to sit here and destroy my body? I've already made a shit ton of money. I've already solidified myself as like a good player in the NFL. I can look back on that and be proud of it and know that I made money and have this family and kids and whatever. And like, now I can move on to not having to fucking do this shit for the rest of my life and beat my body up and fucking train six times a week. And like, I could see that unless you're a goat. Yeah. Because if you're a goat, you can't stop. And that is both a gift and a curse because the same thing that brought you to the level of greatness that you have achieved will also bring you down. And I'm not saying this is going to apply to Tom Brady because I'm not going to lie. When he told me he was retiring, like I said, the only reason it made sense was because of the family thing and just being 43 and maybe wanting to move on to another phase of your life. Not because his performance wasn't there. He was still one of the best quarterbacks in the league this past season. Yeah, they almost won, right? Yeah, like they were a good team. He was a good quarterback. Of Like not even just good. He's I would say he's probably still a top five quarterback in the league. And like, so you look at it that way and it's like, you know he knows that. If anything, because he's a fucking goat and he has that mentality, he may even look at himself as still the best quarterback in the league right now, which I'm not even fucking arguing with him. You know, he won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, he didn't quite do it this year. Like, there's no reason to say he couldn't do it again this year. And it's like, I think what happened is like, when you know that, when you know that you still have more to give, then it's very difficult to just hang it up because then it's like 
well, okay, well, it's not like I can make this decision two years from now because then I'll be 45. Mm-hmm. So like if there's ever going to be a time when I have to say, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not retiring. Actually, I'm coming back. It has to be like now, mm-hmm. you know, this like and what happens in a lot of cases is sometimes players play too long. They start going on a downslope. And then people look at that as like, it's hard to accept that because your mind is always going to like you get, it's like driving a car that you've been driving for 10 years Mm -hmm. that like, you know how everything works. You know, when you press the pedal like this, how fast it's going to go, you know how to hit the brakes, right? Like when you drive somebody else's car, you haven't quite figured it out. And like, you know, whenever I drive a rental, I'm always like a little anxious because I'm like, I don't quite know how everything reacts and like I'm not used to the fucking where the angles are in the mirrors and shit. But like when you drive your own car, it's like driving your own body after a while. It's like I can do anything in my fucking car. Mm-hmm. You know, I just know where everything is like my my rear bumper is like my fucking ass. That is my literal ass. I can yeah. do whatever I need to do with that thing. You know, I'm not even really that good. I have a driver and I can still do that. So like you get used to like you're in this machine that is your body. And you're used to this machine being able to fucking outrun anybody and fucking dominate people physically and fucking dunk on people and shoot the J and fucking just shake somebody out. And like your mentality gets used to it and you're like, okay, dude, like I've always been able to do this. And then one day you fucking go to fucking shake somebody out and you realize that it didn't fake them out because you weren't as fast as you were used to being when you did maybe a split second, like a fucking... nine hundredths of a second slower on the fucking shake and they didn't fall for it and then you're sitting there going and it's just like this weird realization of like and then because also because you had that greatness mentality you are used to whenever you don't quite live up to how good you want to be just going back and working harder and getting there you know so like when you're 16 and somebody beats you in a fucking foot race or something and then you go fuck it man i'm gonna hit the gym i'm gonna fucking run every morning and then you come back next year and you fucking beat them in the state championship or something it's like that's what you get used to but then you get to your fucking late 30s 40s and now it's like no dude like you're in a race against time now like you're not getting any faster you're not going to be faster than you were when you're 26 sorry you're not you're 43 so it's like it's like and this doesn't, again, this doesn't apply to Tom Brady because also Tom Brady is in the perfect position for this. He's a quarterback and he's never even been, a, he's not a physical quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. He's he's a, a, a good, methodical passer and like knows how to run an offense and that's his thing and is a great leader, which is a, a very vastly overlooked component in the NFL, which is why I don't think the Ravens have found much success lately because we don't have an actual leader like we did with Ray Lewis or Ed Reed. But like even with Ray Lewis, you could see that like, that I remember that one play where it was like, I want to say like 2010 or something like that, where like the Bengals had this new running back um, who like didn't wind up being much, but at the time he was like, I don't even know if it was the Bengals. It was some random team that we were playing. And uh, he was just like this powerhouse running back that everybody thought could dominate things. And he met Ray Lewis at the goal line. Boom. And they like went head to head. And like, instead of Ray Lewis, like knocking him on his ass, he Ray Lewis didn't get knocked on his ass, but like the guy managed to like get hit by Ray and like still like fall sideways forward into the end zone for the touchdown. Mm. And that was like this moment where it was like, oh shit, like Ray Lewis actually got outmatched in a battle of power for the first time in his career. And it's like, at that point, it's like, okay, well, we're currently watching the downslope. And luckily, Ray Lewis 
was able to win a Super Bowl in 2013 and then retire. I mean, what better way is there to go out than to play for the same team your entire career and to be an original part of that team? I believe that I think Ray Lewis was in the original lineup of the Ravens in 96. Mm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, and he won the Super Bowl with them in two in 01, and then he won it again in 2013, and then he retired in 2013 right after. It's like, that is a perfect career in my opinion. I mean, you can't yeah. beat that. And I'm sure there's a part of Tom Brady that was thinking like, I've won seven Super Bowls, and you're telling me I'm going out on a fucking divisional round playoff loss? <laughs> I don't fucking think so, dude. Yeah. And how legendary would it be? Picture this, if you will. How legendary would it be if he comes back and wins it this year? Be pretty cool. That would be the coolest thing ever. Follow the guy like that. And then he retires. And then he comes back again. And then has a fucking 8 and 11 season. (laughs) (laughs) People are like, damn it. Fucking Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) It's just fucking insane. But like, I think it's so cool because you know what this means for me, dude? My childhood isn't quite over yet. You know? You Tom, think so? Was Tom Brady really that big for you? Huge for me. Huge for me. I only idolize... I I would say... Okay. Uh, as far as childhood people that I looked up to consistently over the course of time, like I liked everything about what they did in what they did like in their industry, whether it was music or acting or whatever, and their attitude... And their ability to deal with fucking like pressure and and pushback and like adversity. He was the one guy that like he was there. He was what made me discover football when I was a kid. He's what got me into it. And then he just I, I remember buying a Tom Brady jersey. Uh, the first year I remember. It was the year after the Ravens won the Super Bowl. This two thousand two. Now, I played for the Parkville Patriots. And therefore, I wanted to watch the real Patriots play football because I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like, that's my team. I was like, that's my team. So I was like nine years old or something, and I'm watching the the real Patriots. Oh, their uniforms look just like us. Wow. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm on like the eight to ten team. They're the, <laughs> they're the big kid team. Yeah. We're like kind of like the D League. Like, <laughs> there's like there's like them college, high school, us, Parkville exactly. Patriots. Uh, <laughs> semi-pro, basically. Um, so... Drew Bledsoe, who's a good quarterback, is playing basically the whole season, gets hurt right before the playoffs. They put in Tom Brady, who it's his first time playing for them. He's like a rookie. Uh, He comes in and helps them beat the Raiders in what was in the snow in Boston, or wherever the fuck it is, uh, somewhere right outside of Boston or something. Mm. In the greatest game I've ever seen played in my fucking life. It's like fucking snow just coming down. It's like an ESPN classic game. Like it's everything about it was like you knew even watching it when I was nine years old in my grandfather's basement. Yeah, it's like a movie. This is like a this is an unbelievable thing that I'm watching right now. That will be remembered. It's weird when you're like sometimes like when you're hanging out with friends and like there's like a moment where like somebody tells a joke and then everybody's laughing. Like these weird moments where like there's like it's so perfect that like everything is exactly how it should be that sometimes I'll take this pause like mentally and be like I will probably remember this moment for the rest of my life. There are certain moments that I could think back to that like 
I'll just be able to picture that thing. Like, you know, when somebody said this one thing, like I never forgot when he said finger on the pulse of music. Nathan said that. I've never, I've forgotten most things Nathan said to me. Never forgot that. But like, that's like a bad example. There's so many times just through life when we were just all doing whatever thing that like you just think that it's like that's, there are moments like that where like you're watching something and you're like, this is going to be something that people will talk about and remember for ages. You know, most football games you watch and you're like, okay, that was a football game. So he wins that Winds up going on, taking him to the fucking Super Bowl, wins that, comes back, then he wins two more Super Bowls, and blah, 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 and, all the, and then all the fucking shit comes out with Deflategate, and, and, then, and then you watch the guy go from nobody fucking knew who he was, to now everybody knows who he was, and now he's so great that people don't like him anymore, and now that's the, that's the next level of greatness, where you become so great that now people fucking hate you it's like the fucking batman story where it's like it's like why people don't like the yankees because the yankees are too good if the yankees suck nobody hates the fucking mets because they're not that good yeah nobody hates the orioles nobody hates the Orioles. nobody's like fucking orioles man like no they're just like oh orioles yeah okay yeah congratulations you guys won today for the first time fucking ever it's like people hate breaking their losing streak the orioles (laughs) people like i fucking hate the orioles god damn it no it doesn't happen so like you watch this guy i watched his whole progression from the start i guess it's like he's the one thing that i followed from the very beginning at least professionally obviously i didn't pay attention to his college career which is another thing where like he was constantly battling battling for the spot constantly overlooked on his college team like they always no matter what year he was they were always like i don't know we got this new recruit maybe we should put him in and they always wound up like in his very last game they were they had this other guy and he gets hurt or he doesn't he, they, the team goes down in the championship game and then they're like fuck it put tom in like Tom's a fucking senior or junior at this point, like, and they have this fucking new freshman kid in who's like the top high school recruit in the country as their starter quarterback. They go down by like three touchdowns at halftime. They switch up, put Tom Brady, and he comes back and wins the fucking championship for him. And then like it's just like moments like that where you're like, it's always been that way for him. He goes in the combine and posts up the worst fucking statistics of any quarterback, maybe not even just quarterback, but probably quarterback ever like slowest fucking 40 yard dash time couldn't even bench press 225 like once like regular shit that they like make to test you he just sucked at so everybody's like oh geez and everybody's like are you sure this guy's like and then again proves him wrong proves him wrong proves him wrong proves him wrong then gets to the point where now he's proven everyone wrong and now they can't stand him because of how fucking dope he is and then he still keeps winning and just says fuck it i'm gonna keep winning and you can keep fucking hating and then you watch that happen, and then when you watch this guy's whole career of rising through all that and going through all that and becoming the greatest, and no matter, it became undeniable to a point. You watch undeniable ability. That is true greatness. When six years ago, people might say, oh, Peyton Manning, or oh, uh, Joe Montana, his idol, blah, 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 like, blah, blah, blah. He, he, he surpasses it by so much that even the people who want to hate him can't not say he's the greatest. And then... He goes to the Bucks. Everybody says, "Oh, it's done for him." You know, whatever. Then he goes to the Bucks, takes a fucking middle of the road team when he's forty-one years old. A middle of the road fucking team turns them into a fucking powerhouse in one year. Wins the Super Bowl again, and then comes back this past season, goes to the playoffs again, and has a pretty solid run. And then he retires, and it's like for me, who grew up watching that whole fucking thing, it's like, dude, that's officially the end of this ride. Mm. that i've been watching my basically my whole young life you know it's officially over it was like a new era it's like i watched the full progression of tom brady and that's that's the end the end of the book 
it's like the credits come up boom oh i guess that's the end of the movie and then you're fucking cleaning up popcorn and fucking stacking up oh, yeah you like that that was that was that was a fucking great movie oh my god dude blah 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 and then you're walking out of the thing and then i'm back the baby. fucking scene after the credits comes on that <laughs> sets up the fucking sequel and you're like oh that's what's happening right now for me really yes you're that excited yes. you don't think he's gonna die in the sequel I think uh, I think he's good for one more run, and I think no one deserves it more than him. No one, uh, and, and I just, I, I live for the story, bro. I, you, yeah. I just want to like you want a good story. The best version of our timeline on Earth includes Tom Brady unretiring, winning coming back, Bowl. winning a Super Bowl, and, and then retiring, dipping again. Yeah, is that not the best timeline? I mean, yeah, not no, obviously a lot of other things should happen too, mm -hmm. but that should be one of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So like, yeah, no I'm pretty. War. <laughs> no what if war. The only timeline where that happens is where World War Three starts. Mm. Then we're gonna have to make some. We're gonna make some budget cuts on fucking Jeez. wishes. I guess I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let gas go back up. I guess. Yeah. Where we're gassing up Tom Brady. I've never <laughs> gassed anyone up that much on a podcast. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah. So yeah. So shout out to him. Hopefully, I'm I'm thinking, I bet he's just coming back to be like, all right, that's the end of that chapter. Now, let me just have fun. Mm, that'd be cool, let too. Me do, this is my wild hogs phase. Just like, yeah, just riding it out. Just, just fucking having riding fun. Riding this out, having fun. Just Morgan Freeman and me are making Not even trying. Hot dogs over the campfire. <laughs> Skipping out on the field. All right, fine, fuck it. Yeah, well... That would suck, honestly, but <laughs> that's the worst that's timeline. My best case scenario. <laughs> that's your best case scenario. Is he comes back and clovers on the field, <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> Brings his son out on the field during the kiss during the him. fucking <laughs> <laughs> That is the one thing that I, I wish didn't exist. I wish that video of him kissing his son on the lips didn't exist. It's his version of the uh little Wayne Birdman kissing photo of, uh mm. do you know what I'm talking about? It's like uh it's Lil Wayne when he's kind of young, too. And they're, like, <laughs> re legit kissing? Yeah, they're kissing on the lips. I think later Birdman was, like, uh... It was a bet. It was a dare. No, he was, like... He said something along the lines of, like, I didn't know... At, like, at that point in my life, I didn't know if I was going to come back home alive or not. So I would always kiss people goodbye. At that point in my life, I did not know if I was gay. So I tested it out by kissing Lil Wayne... A lot. A lot. <laughs> and taking a picture. And then it turns out I'm not gay. Mm -hmm. Figured it out. Lil Wayne is. <laughs> but I'm not, baby. It's bye. Bird, man. <laughs> First two letters of the name are bye. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I wish that didn't exist. Um, but I feel like, you know, it, it, for anybody who you admire and love, there's always going to be like one thing that you're not going to... Uh, you're not gonna uh like yeah. one thing i did like was the lead singer of um the goo goo dolls who i don't look up to really i just like their stuff when i was a kid and now mm -hmm. um there used to be this like website back in the day where like anybody who like had sex with any like famous person it was like a forum and they would like write on it and be like this guy like you know like i think it was called like sludge.com or something where like groupies and like different people that had like fucked different celebrities would just like write up like what their experience was like nice. how big was his dick like was he good at sex like what did he treat you like all this shit and um 
So important to note that one of the Goo Dolls' most famous songs is called Slide. Mm. Um, I want to wake up where you are. And I'll do anything you ever dream. That song. Mm -hmm. That's called Slide. And then some girl wrote, yeah, Johnny Resnick likes to be on bottom and let girls slide on him. And I was like, that is the least harmful review I've ever seen of a musician. That's cool. Yeah. I like that too. Tame, honestly. <laughs> like, what is wrong with that? Not, nothing. Who really. doesn't like a good fucking ride on bot? Like, come on, man. If you were on that website, that would be the review you'd probably prefer. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, oh, he, he did try. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, is a thing for girls like me. <laughs> but he has a tendency to not really <laughs> ever text back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta start. I gotta start. I guess he's up. just uh, my Mister Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, halfway through the session, I just wanted to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no one's gonna get any of that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I wonder why. Um, so uh, yeah, we probably referenced most of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The podcast yeah. listeners will know. Podcast listeners know all the names of my almost double-digit productions. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do you what? count the new re-releases of the re-recordings? Do you count those as the same song or a different song? Same song. Because your category. Oh, I was gonna say it could double. Yeah, it could, really, it could. really try. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was uh, I? I need. What was your uh, news? What was the news? Oh, the actual news that I saw. Uh, I think this just happened today, or maybe yesterday, Tuesday when we're recording. Mm -hmm. But do you remember, like a year ago, there was a cargo ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. Mm hmm. And it stopped, like, travel for six or so days. Yes. Now, before you continue, I want to note that you introduced this topic earlier as saying it's big news. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it's not great news, but, like, nobody died. Mm -hmm. But it, you said it was, like, big news for the podcast. Well, not really. Okay. But it's just, it's. I said it was local news. Oh, oh, oh I thought you meant, like, like... It's big news for our like whatever whatever story you're about the to new tell. New shipment of mics is on that boat. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I was getting. I was like, all right. Like when you first saw, you're like, all right. So remember that cargo ship in the Suez Canal? And I was like, all right. I'm really I'm probably going to see to see how this winds up being big news for us. But okay, I'm just establishing that this is a pattern. So the same company that had that ship get stuck uh -huh. in the Suez Canal very recently had another fully loaded cargo ship that just left the port of Baltimore get stuck in the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Local news, baby. Fucking <laughs> too big incorporated. It's like, why are there... <laughs> like, like, Stop putting so much stuff on the ship. It's hitting the bottom of the ocean. It's our clean fame, baby. <laughs> We just make stuff too big. Come on down to twobigships.com. Do you want your stuff delivered? 
Mind if we get stuck? <laughs> Mind if you come to us? <laughs> hey, I know you ordered this microphone. Why don't you help us out? We just need a little nudge. <laughs> Available for pickup in the Suez Canal. Or Chesapeake or Bay. Or the Chesapeake Bay. Hey, <laughs> New you, location in the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> brick and mortar stuck ship. <laughs> you're never getting another you're never getting another shipment ever yeah. from any other ship because we blocked off the whole canal. Yeah, like how is how is the port of Baltimore gonna function? I didn't read into the article enough. How? Like it may be fine. How do you get stuck in the port of Baltimore though? Well, no, they didn't get stuck in the port of Baltimore. They got stuck in the Chesapeake Bay. Oh, okay. Well, people can go around. Hopefully. How do you get stuck in the bay? Did they run aground? I have no clue. But there's apparently just a big ship of, like, you know, Amazon packages, dildos, whatever. (laughs) Just clogging up our clean water. Wow. Crushing a couple crabs. Wow, dude. That is unreal. And at least with the Suez Canal, it and when gas sense. is so high already, I know they're going to use this as an, ex- as an excuse to raise gas. <laughs> they are going to. They're using anything as an excuse yeah. right now. We're like, uh, the chip. It was nice out today, so that reminds me of summer, <laughs> which we usually raise the gas prices in summer. Yeah, so. yeah demand's going up. People are driving. What we are we doing in spring? Yeah, hey, dude, spring Spring's is like warm. almost summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty close. People drive in spring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. What if we charge them more? <laughs> oh, well, we can't just charge them more for no reason. All right, let's use a war, an imminent crisis, an imminent crisis. Let's use the war. Let's use if they if they if I wouldn't put it past them to raise the prices for just about anything at this point, you probably could use a stuck cargo ship as a reason, at least in Baltimore if they wanted to. Maybe. They could be like, dude, there was a whole bunch of oil on that ship. Natty Bo is 10 bucks more expensive now. I hope nothing that I All buy... got stuck on the boat. <laughs> I hope that nothing that I buy was included on that ship because then the price of those things might go up. Mm-hmm. You know what I... Like, Camel Crushes, Miller Lights, microphone cords... I don't think any of those are produced what if that's in Baltimore. The only thing that was on this ship. <laughs> Where's the Camel Crush factory in Baltimore? I'd love to tour it. Yeah, I don't think there is one, dude. Then why is it coming out of Baltimore? Oh, was it coming in or coming out? It was leaving. Oh, so they it's stuff that up I picked up a bunch of containers at the Baltimore port and then left the port safely. Got stuck in the Chesapeake Bay, leaving the bay. All right, here's what I'm thinking. Mm. I got this new phone right, but the stipulation for getting this phone for free was that I had to mail them in my phone. How much shit was on your phone? How heavy was it? <laughs> it weighed down the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what caused the sink? I think about 400 gigabytes of mindless voice recordings <laughs> in one of our parcels. <laughs> Just stupid hums of hooks at the bottom of the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> but yeah it's like not good news but also it's like still funny i mean that is look in today's world that is great news like is anyone hurt that's as lighthearted as you can get that i mean you can't get lighthearted more than that unless it was like unless your heart medication was yeah (laughs) like like literally yeah (laughs) it's like no one's died like three people that ordered like you know fucking 
whatever off Amazon are like going to be slightly inconvenienced. Mm-hmm. Damn, my Maryland flag panties aren't going to come. Yeah, time. they were shipping them out of Baltimore and then back to it. Yeah, they just tried to pull a U-turn in the bay. <laughs> they were like, "Wait, <laughs> stop the ship! <laughs> we forgot to drop this off. <laughs> we forgot that all this stuff is going to Towson." <laughs> How did we get to Towson from here? I think you gotta go. 83, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that would be great news. That would be terrible. That'd be great news. <laughs> Large cargo ship stuck on I-83. <laughs> Large cargo ship destroys the Hooters. Sir, what happened? We went the wrong way. <laughs> I accidentally put thousand in the gps <laughs> turn it's left t- here are you sure this looks weird turn left in 50 feet, <laughs> feet. okay feet. why are we using that on the, the seas <laughs> how many knots siri <laughs> unbelievable dude but yeah, that was uh, that was all I saw. I'm glad that you brought that up, dude. That was a phenomenal news story. That's yeah, great. On such a heavy podcast, it is such, live from the yeah, studio. It's a nice little takeaway at mm-hmm. the end. Yeah, great it's stuff. It's like the local news when they have all the puppies at the end of this broadcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't I don't know if I have much else. We can probably wrap this one up. Yeah, Call of course. Night. I'll wrap it up by simply saying that the bracket has been launched, folks. The oh, Baltimore. Yeah. Bar Classic is officially on the move. Um, I said some things last week about the bracket uh, that uh, are not going to be happening. (laughs) (laughs) The $100 thing? Yeah. Um, It's not because I don't want to do it. It's just a lot of work. It's Well, basically, what happened when I released... Basically, I wanted to release the bracket over the weekend... Mm-hmm. preferably i wanted it to be released on last friday but then i didn't want it to interfere with the bar crawl because nobody was checking fucking instagram while they're blacked out and fells and it's yeah. like you know it's like so i wanted to wait till after so then we had the studio day and i was like great i'll finish up the studio and then i'll release it i'll finish up the design and i'll release it then i drank all day and then the next day i finally got around releasing it and then once i posted it i dm'd every bar in it and I sent in the post, and I included the picture of last year's with us holding the bracket, so they know, like, okay, you know, there's something in it for us. Yeah, we get a fucking six dollar frame from Walmart with a <laughs> photoshopped bracket, and this guy's average Candy Joe work. Shirt. yeah, and like a belt, hot glued <laughs> on a cup <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> okay, we're in the solo cup, not even like a <laughs> yeah championship yeah, ocean city gets the fucking bucket you guys just get the fucking bronze solo cup <laughs> the spray painted solo cup. <laughs> the bronze bomb glass um so i wanted to do all that and then I, I i was i was honestly i think what happened was i wasn't expecting the amount of feedback that we got when we released it it was honestly kind of crazy how quickly it picked up we picked up like 200 followers just today and yesterday mm-hmm. like so many people saw that post and like so many bars because the way i typed it out that like this year i like made sure i was like you know like here's what's happening here's a picture of the bracket like it's definitely going on and like here's how you do it you shared a story and everybody was like 
every bar was like, dude, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And they were all sharing just the post, not even their story, just sharing mm-hmm. the bracket. Yeah. And then everybody's seeing it. And like so many of the bars from last year, like Barley's backyard was like, dude, fuck yeah, we fucking love you guys. Like we're definitely going to share this. And I was like, thank you so much. And like all these bars were like, Maxis was like, yeah, dude, can't fucking wait to get a rematch. And I was like, that's Hell what I'm fucking yeah. talking about, baby. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. The fucking fighting spirit. So like so many people started following and commenting on it and like all this shit that like, of course, as we learned with the Tom Brady segment of this podcast. Haters. Once you get to a certain level of greatness, <laughs> you get a certain <laughs> level of hateness. And so now we got commenters. Uh, my favorite was this one guy goes, he goes, Where's Johnny Rads? Really? Who made this list? And I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, dude, we missed one C-list bar in fucking like not even Canton, not even really Johnny fed. Johnny Rads, if anything, I'd put them on a best pizza of Baltimore list. Mm-hmm. Bar, I, you know, it looked packed the last time I picked up food there, but yeah, I'm not going to Johnny Rads to drink. I'm getting some good pizza. If they had the fried pretzel bites, yeah, definitely and, getting those. And look, when I said Cela's bar, I didn't mean that as like a knock. I'm saying like this bracket was mainly intended to be like bars where people go like when you're like going like it's a Friday night, we're going out in like fed, what bars are we hitting? Yeah. It's Saturday, we're going out in Fells, what bars are we hitting? We're going out in Towson, what bars are we like there's pl- like Baltimore is a big city. This is a sixty-four person bracket, and it's like you know, I had to pick a top 64. Yeah. You know, it's like, and for the most part, like for us, with the amount of hate we got with the 16 thing bracket and Ocean City is much smaller and how many random bars we apparently missed, mm-hmm. according to the people of Ocean City. <laughs> yeah. Um, I only have gotten four people saying like four different bars, like Cardinal Tavern was thrown in there, which I do play at, which again was, was considered, but then I was like, all right, like one of the other things I did and again, no no offense to Johnny Raz, like I, that's a cool fucking place. I've never been there, which is partially like I made the bracket, so I've never been there. So like that's a bias, but like, do you really expect me to have been to every single fucking all fucking sixty four of these bars? Mm-hmm. I've been to most of them, yeah, but not all of them. And so like you know, at a certain point, it came down to like social media presence, like how much you're posting. And I'll admit, and and it also had it came down to like what time are you open till? Like, there's a lot of great bars that. You know, on a Friday, Saturday night, you're closed at 11 p.m., 10 p.m. It's like, then you don't qualify. It's like, this has to be for, like, going out and, like, like look, I love Seasons Pizza. That's my favorite place to drink at. I love their pizza, and I love their fucking environment. But, like, when I'm going out with my friends on a Friday night, I'm not going to fucking Seasons at midnight because nah. they're not open. It's like, so, like, there's <laughs> has to be. They used to be. They used to be. And it's like, so, like, you have to apply a certain level of, like, qualifications. So, you know, it also came down to like, okay, like, yeah, I can't just list 28 bars from Fells and fucking like 28 bars. It's like, I wanted to keep it kind of like even. So it's like, I took like 16 from Fells, 16 from Fed, 12 from Canton, like seven from Towson after B Lounge closed, unfortunately, which sucks. Um, cause San Sushi 2 and Taiwan on was all the same business. And I love San Sushi 2 best sushi for the price in Towson bar none. Um, not anymore because it's closed. So mm-hmm. RIP them. That's sad. But so B Lounge went away. So I had to replace them. And it's like, like I wanted to like kind of spread out and get some more places like, like in the county and stuff. So it's not just all like Fed Canton level. So it's like yeah. I did that. And then like there were certain bars that like didn't quite make the cut. So then I was thinking, you know what? Fuck it. Like 
if people are paying attention, they want these bars in here, then instead of setting the bracket and posting it up for predictions and just setting the bracket as is, I'll do pigtails, which means that like I'll take anybody. So any bar that gets posted in the comments that like meets those certain qualifications, like are they open to a regular time? Like, does it even make sense that I could even consider them? Then I'll put them in there, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll let them match off against one of the lower seeds in the regular bracket. And if they win, then they take their spot. So we're doing that tomorrow or today. If you're listening now, Wednesday night, we're doing pigtails right now. We got Johnny Rads. Cause I, I, I will admit, I think I personally missed Johnny Rads. I considered it for a second. And I think maybe at the time when I was making the bracket two months ago, um, it was a little more COVID-y back then. So I think people had different hours. And so when I checked Johnny Rads, they were closing at a weird time. And I was like, I guess I can't put them in there. So I really did consider them. But then I checked again. It turns out they're open until 2 a.m. every night. So I was like, all right, fine. Fuck it. You go against fucking Crazy Tuna. And the winner of you guys goes against High Tops. Um, and then uh, the Cardinal, which is another bar. I like Alice. She's the owner there. And I play there. So you guys are going against Racers. And then the winner of you guys takes on Barley's. And and we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Unless somebody comments more stuff by tomorrow, I'll throw them in there too. I also put Jimmy Seafood in there too. I didn't realize Jimmy Seafood, Jimmy Seafood was in last year's. I didn't realize they were like a bar bar. Again, that's another place I'd never been to. I know they're like super high profile around here. Yeah. I didn't realize how much they were. I think it's like a giant place. It's, it's a, pretty much like secrets in a way, dude. I uh, somebody commented on the thing and said, "Is is is." Jimmy Seafood too elite for this bracket question mark. And I was like, all right, let me check this out. I went to Jimmy Seafood. They had a blue check. They got 76,000 followers on Instagram. Like they were on diners, drive-ins and dives. Yeah. And They've for a, like been viral a couple times. So I was like, you know what? Now I'm doing us a disservice by not including them. Mm. And then I checked their hours open till 2 a.m. every fucking night. I was like, all right, there literally is no reason I have them in there. So I didn't even put them in a pigtail. I just replaced one of the other bars that was in there, that I'm not going to say, <laughs> that like didn't really respond to the message and like, who cares? I actually, I found a bar last year that like when I tagged them in it, they removed the tag. Mm. And I said, all right, fuck off. And then I fucking put Jimmy's Seafood in there instead. There um, and, uh, you know, and, and to be honest, like they really kind of didn't belong in it anyway. They're like a pubby type of place and like nice place. I've played there before, but like, they didn't need to be in the fucking night life bar bracket, you know? Mm -hmm. If you're getting a fucking burger, yeah. If you're getting ass, maybe not. Nah. Um, so yeah, that is gonna kick off tonight with the pigtails. And then the bracket launches this Friday, folks. Uh first round, Friday night, uh day one, eight matchups a night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, every night at six PM. Uh and uh, yeah, that's that. That's that. So follow us now. Um, maybe, you know what? Because I can't, I want, I don't want this $100. I don't want it in my fucking pocket. <laughs> like, you know, my bet, like, it's like, dude, like, so like, maybe I will find a way to lose a hundred more dollars over the course of this process. You yeah. know, maybe I will. So like, maybe I'll think of like, maybe we can start doing predictions after the sweet 16. Mm -hmm. Take it from there, you know? I don't want this. You need it more than I do. <laughs> so we'll figure it out. All right? But yeah, follow us now if you haven't already. What the fuck are you doing? How are you, why are you listening to our podcast and not following us on Instagram? That's a shame. That's dumb. That's a shame. That's dumb. We got 10,000 people that follow us and don't listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're going to listen and, and not follow us? us? <laughs> what are you doing? You're an actual fan and you don't follow us. Come on, man. 
at LFTS Podcast on everything. Follow that shit. Yeah, follow that. Come on, bro. Yeah, Jimmy Seafood, by the way, seven. Like I said, dude, Secrets had 32,000. Jimmy's has twice as big of a presence as Secrets? Yeah, dude, they've gone viral. I'm, I'm telling you. I believe you. I believe you. They had that big pita The thing. crab thing. That went yeah. viral, yeah. That was like, fuck me and eat me. And Peter was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you can't fuck a crab? I forgot what it was. Yeah, you can. Jimmy <laughs> Seafood. And everyone was like, that's so relatable. Retweet. Yeah, dude. That's Maryland culture, baby. You don't know shit about fucking crabs. <laughs> Literally fucking crabs. It was something like that. Yeah, Jimmy was, Seafood, you're cool. It was con- we're just joshing. Joshing, you got to be controversial. Look, we're, just, we're trying to go viral. We're trying to go viral. <laughs> we're taking a page out of your book. <laughs> Two local podcast does terrible job of <laughs> trying local to go viral. Starting untagged <laughs> beef with Jimmy's seafood after sucking them off the for a ten minute segment. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, LFTS podcast on everything, guys. Uh, big week, obviously, as you know, it is St. Patty's week. That's not my doing, but what is my doing is the stuff I will be doing during it and that is uh perennial every tuesday night that just happened so you can't take a time machine to earlier tonight but you can take a time machine aka just exist until next tuesday because i'm there every tuesday from 5 to 8 30 in towson at perennial every night at the horse wednesday night not every night that'd be fucking insane if i played the horse every night that'd be cool but not um, residency at the horse. Residency. I will be bartending there every <laughs> night. I live above the horse. <laughs> I, I work there now, guys. Okay, and I live there. Um, the horse you came in on, uh, starting next week, uh, we're going back to the regular time slot of 9.30 to close on Wednesday nights with Jason Heiser. Uh, so uh, check that out every Wednesday. We will also be there for St. Patrick's Day, laddie. St. Party's Day, Baby, that's Thursday. If you didn't get fucked up enough in the snow on Saturday, consider coming out on Thursday on the beautiful sunny day that is this Thursday, according to the weather, which I'm, I normally don't trust, but I don't know. I got a good feeling about Thursday, baby. It's going to be fun. Thursday night at the horse you came in on with the band, Joe Niehaus, laddie, and John Burkhart, and Jimmy Soleski. I'm sounding more like a pirate. The lads. (laughs) The lads. The lads. Sophomore, uh, 10 to close, dude. I mean, come on. Can you think of a better time slot than 10 to close? Uh, On a Thursday? On a Thursday? Come on. Uh, So that's where we'll be. If you happen to live in Carroll County and didn't turn us off after you said, after Eric said you can't say you're from Baltimore. (laughs) Come out and talk to me about it at CNR in Hampstead. I don't get out much behind beyond the Baltimore County borders anymore, unfortunately. I play every now and then in, down in Anne Arundel, mm. you know, for Even Annapolis. You're saying it's outside of Baltimore. Uh-huh. Baltimore County. Mm. Baltimore County. Uh, but, like, Harford County gigs are far and few between, or few and far between. I always fuck that up. I, I always give myself one try at that saying once a <laughs> week, and I've, I've never gotten it right in the moment. Um, yeah, Bel Air's every once in a while, but Carroll County is once in a fucking why y'all so if you live out there cnr hampstead apparently it's the new cnr they just made it or whatever built it or bought it or i don't know uh 7 to 11 with joe Niehaus, which is not how we're gonna be pronouncing his name because that'll be the day after saint patty's day 
So we're going to convert it to like a little Cinco de Mayo vibe, maybe. Or maybe just Ooh. not do any of that and just play from 7 to 11. And then, of course, if you have a dog or a young kid, or if you cuff the bottoms of your jeans and wear button-ups, uh, and you pretend to like very, very fancy beer, you're not going to have to pretend to like beer at Mobtown Brewing, which is where I'll be on Saturday, March 19th from 5 to 9. Love playing there. Uh, breweries are an adult thing. I'm sorry. If you're too young to enjoy a good game of Scrabble while drinking an IPA with your friends, don't fucking come. We yeah. don't need you there with your mindless Gen Z bullshit, okay? I'm going to be in the corner playing from 5 to 9 solo, solo, for the first time in four days. I don't have to deal with John's shit anymore. I don't have to deal with Joe's shit anymore. I don't have to deal with Jay's, just me, doing whatever the fuck I want, watching people play Hungry Hippos and drinking beer, and I'll be drinking beer too, all right? All right. <laughs> Mob down brewing. You assholes. <laughs> Fuck assholes. Five to nine. Eric, what do you got coming up? Um, uh, I think I only have one thing coming up, but it's kind of far out. It's uh, in April, but I'll be at the Everything Will Be Okay in April at the Crown. Mm. So I'll, I'll bring that up in a later episode. Cool. But yeah, you want me to delete that now? On everything. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay, cool. Get your tickets now <coughs> in advance. All right, folks. Couch, anything to say? So fucking thought. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Till Couch. next week, folks. <laughs> Peace. Peace.